Uh, Trevor Bass here. I'm here with Rebecca Horton, Recruitment Director from Australia Post, in the urban deli. So you'll hear a few noises, trams going past and things. G'day, how are you, Rebecca? Great, thank you, Trevor. Rebecca, thank you so much for agreeing to these insightful questions that I've created. <laughs> what I'd like to do, um, I'd like to start with a personal one, just so people can get to know you better. <laughs> What is the finest bottle of red wine you and your husband have ever consumed? Ah, so this is a... Obviously, Trevor does know me very, very well, so ask me the wine question. Um, I'm going to surprise you. It's not a bottle of red. It was a bottle of Cristal that I enjoyed at an amazing hotel in Spain um, where we were eating with one of the best restaurateurs in Europe. Um, and I'd never had Cristal before. And it's just as posh as they make it out to be. Yeah. Wow. Cracking champagne. Well, I've yeah. never had one. Um, Rebecca, uh, look, you know, I've known you for a long time. You have one of the high, most high-profile talent management positions in Australia. What is it in your career that's enabled you to win and undertake this position? What have been the sort of the key things that have positioned you to do this job? Certainly my experience uh, across Europe. So I was about 10 years in Europe where I was a, a headhunter. That was a, an incredibly useful experience in terms of understanding strategic context. Um, then when I came to Australia, I became a little bit more of a generalist. And my first gig at Bupa um, was you know, an incredible precursor for getting this opportunity. There's absolutely no rocket science to it, though. I'll be really, really frank. Both the job at Bupa and the job at Australia Post were suggested to me by friends. And like all female executives, I went through the whole cycle of, no way, I couldn't do that. That's an enormous job. They wouldn't look at me twice. So I would probably say the secret is my network. Rebecca, I think you've got amazing influencing skills. And I think that if I look at some of the key leaders in Australia recruitment, yourself, James Elliott, you have that really, that capability in common. One, are you aware of your influencing skills and do you cultivate them? I, I would probably give you a twofold answer there. So one, I think in my earlier career, I was aware of my influencing skills in a kind of a stage presence, you know, on stage executive presence way. Um, but in my later career, the thing that I've learned is that I influence best through others. So I'm on stage a lot less now, um, but I have maybe 10 people on 10 stages at the same time for me instead. And that's been a massive learning for me. Given the challenge of Australia Post with the changing nature of its business, where do you sort of focus the teams in your efforts to sort of create impact and create the best results? Yeah. Uh, well, for us, the, the agenda is reasonably clear, despite the fact that the, the change um, in our landscape, the change in our organisation, um, and the general uncertainty that is modern life, um, makes it really, really difficult to know absolutely where you're going for the next three to five years. Um, for us, however, it is reasonably polarising. So we have um, our frontline people to protect as we go through our letters reform, and that we're doing through our Post People First programme. Um, and then we have our e-commerce future to really establish and build, um, and that we're doing through our talent acquisition team. Wow, that's really exciting. Mm, it's like a two-speed economy, yeah. Well done. Rebecca, and you know that I think you've got a, an amazing job. You know, you've got both, you know, recruitment, organisational development, some development, and also some training under your remit. You know, you're doing a true talent management role. Mm. Many people are aspiring to get into that type of position. What would you advise them to do? Many internal recruiters want to sort of emulate your career path. Sure. Um, well, I think, I think first of all, um, 
I don't actually own any of those functions. Um, and that's a really important distinction and I think a much more modern way of working. So the, the program that we put together, which is Post People First, is really a, it's led by me, but it's a collaborative effort with learning and development, um, our redeployment function, our talent function, and our recruitment function. Um, and I'd say to anybody who's really looking at something like this, don't worry about who owns it from a functional perspective, worry about who owns it from a strategic and influencing perspective. So, you know, everybody knows that Post People First is my brainchild and that I've driven it to where it is. And the challenge and the opportunity has been how do we work together truly collaboratively, not just work alongside each other, but work within each other to achieve that strategic goal. And that's that's been a very modern way of working inside Australia Post. Where do you see the internal recruitment industry heading with RPO, with technology, automation, and everything sort of seemed to be coming together with a lot of volatility and a lot of innovation. You know, in two years' time, what will it be like? Paint me a picture. I would love to say 90% robotised. I would love to say that. I don't know that it will be in two years, but I think within five and for sure within ten. Um, you know, our consumers, our candidates who are consumers, they don't want to engage with you until they've assessed and selected you and I think therefore that kind of that level of self-service and self-determination means that we need to engage with them in a smarter more digital more self-determined way um, which means that you don't talk to a recruiter until you're good and ready and that means technology. Last question and I want this talk to be a hard one and I'm sure you'll be able to sort of answer this really quickly if you had your time over what is the one thing that you would change dramatically about your career or your profession? And the answer could be nothing. <laughs> oh, but you know me too well. I'm not that, uh, not that arrogant. Um, I think I would have made more of a concerted effort to become an in-house leader earlier in my career. Um, you know, I've only been in-house for six years. It's probably the other thing that I would have done is more of a personal piece. I think I would have tried to have achieved better work-life balance during that time. You know, it is still a constant um, balancing act between my family and my career. Rebecca, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time. I know you're very, very busy and you've got a meeting to rush to, but this has been really informative for me and I'm so pleased. I'm going to blow you a kiss. <laughs> thank you, Trevor. That was fun.